0: With me today is longtime listener, poet laureate, and Taya Master, Anne-Marie Young. This is your Daily Dose of Happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today. And we especially hope that you had a wonderful Christmas holiday, if you are among those who celebrate Christmas. We were comparing notes before the show, and Anne-Marie and I have both decided, yes, it was a good holiday this year.
1: It was wonderful.
0: Yeah, it was relaxing, it was fun. It was nice to be with family. Uh, you, you shared a, a shot or two with your family. It looked like they were having a blast. So Yeah, we
1: did.
0: <laughs> plus, I have to say, this is something Louise mentioned to me, too, um, over the holiday, which was Christmas is different with kids. Because there's the magic of Christmas where kids are concerned. Right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've always been big into Christmas. I love Christmas. But since having the children it does just add that little sprinkle of magic to it. It really does.
0: One of the things that uh, I I think about occasionally is that when you're very small, by small I mean up to age 10, let's put it there, 10, 11, 12, everything, time is warp, let's put it that way. Everything seems to take forever. You know, Christmas is coming and it's only a month away, but it could be a year and a half. Because it just seems that far away. And then it arrives and it's magic look. Oh, wow, it's so exciting and color and lights and presents and family and all kinds of stuff happening. And then it's over.
1: It's like, oh my God, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. A box of dates pretty much like, oh, what do we do? What do we do? Right. But we kind of just had an extended Christmas on the day after, on Boxing Day. I don't know if you guys spent uh, Boxing Day. Um, but um, we had just an extended Christmas. We had our friends around who we spent Christmas Day with. And we cooked another big meal. And we had fun and games. And it was just, so it felt like it was a lot longer.
0: So Christmas was twice as good.
1: Well, yeah, because well, Christmas just starts in december for us we'll get the tree yeah. up we'll go to the ice skating mm-hmm. we'll go and see father christmas uh-huh. and then we have our traditions on christmas eve where we'll mm-hmm. we go to our favorite restaurant and the staff make a fuss of the children and they're all loving it so it's just a whole massive build-up and then you just can breathe it in and it's beautiful
0: i don't know how where exactly you're located in the UK? I don't know how close you are to London. Do you, do you ever get into London to uh, see the Christmas lights and so forth?
1: Yeah, we do. We didn't this year. Yeah. Uh, no. uh, didn't this year, but we normally do. My my husband's office actually is in London, and it's right oh. on Oxford Street. Where? Oh, my wow. Car. He's got lights right outside his window. And it's oh, stunning. I... And there, is some, there is something rather beautiful around it. But this yeah. year we went to a different city. We went to a city called Bath, which oh, is sure. equally as beautiful
0: yeah very nice, very nice. and yeah, we didn't do a whole lot of traveling around we did we limited our light viewership to within about ten minutes of here. That's about all we were willing to do because Boston is about two mile- two hours one way and New York is about three hours the other way It's like no no, mm. we'll just little stuff but it's okay. <laughs> it still works out nicely. People know how to decorate around here, so it's a good thing
1: <laughs> that's it it's It's becoming a lot more common here as well, and you just you just take what you can, don't you mm-hmm. oh and, yeah um yeah.
0: And everybody has different t- tastes, too, because, I mean, I, I don't know about you. I'm among those who like the gaudy stuff. I like, you know, like huge splashes of lights and moving animated stuff and all that kind of thing. We have a few of those yards around here where they really, really do it up. Those are fun. Yeah. But for other people, that's too much. Something. It's amazing how many people just like white Christmas lights. Yes. I mean, it's not my taste, and I'm glad for them, but really, just white? What, what happened to green and red and yellow and, blue <laughs> and orange? <laughs>
1: That's get that colours. Colours are getting more popular here. A lot of my street have got white, um, but ours are like the copper colour. So they're oh. literally on the hedge like this, going in the big oh, nice. arches, and then they're all across the house. Yeah, and then literally every room in my house is decorated and lit up. I've got lights that I put up four years ago, and I never actually took them down inside my house.
0: Well, sure. Yeah, I mean, why? If if you're going to just have them there, you know, it's not like people are inspecting the house do you have have you taken it it doesn't work that way so
1: oh i've got doorways. they make me happy i'm gonna keep them up sure yeah
0: louise has a um a collection of these little it's a village basically it's like little buildings um yeah in the christmas season and she's she has a large collection our apartment isn't large enough to show the whole thing we only get maybe a quarter of it but even a quarter of it is really really nice I remember the last mm. time we had the full village, though it's like it's magical. I mean, you don't need to have a light on the entire the the entire room that it's in is just lit up with all the lights. <laughs> <It's> really good.
1: <laughs> I think I know the ones you mean, and they are just very very pretty. Oh, they really are. Yeah, yeah.
0: there there are actually a, a few manufacturers, a few different sets. This one, oh god, what was this one called? It came out about ten fifteen years ago, and I just can't remember what it's called. But yeah can't get them anymore unfortunately maybe you can sometimes find them on eBay <laughs> <laughs> but anyway um we we're kind of leaning in toward the end of the year and beginning of a new year um just yeah. kind of an exciting thing in a number of different ways because as it's going to be twenty twenty two and I started the podcast in uh, 2013 this would be year ten so by September, I'll, it'll be the 10th anniversary of LOA today, so that's going to be kind of cool. I'm kind wow. of looking forward to that. But of course, that's a little further down the road. We we have to get through the beginning of the year first. Now, yep. I, I got to ask you. I don't do New Year's resolutions. Some people do. Some people don't. Do you do resolutions?
1: Um, not necessarily resolutions where it's like, oh, this year from this day, I'm going to do something. But no. I do like the idea of it being a new beginning because it is a new beginning it's a new year so just having that kind of okay so this year I would like to do and just that reset Mm -hmm. and I know certainly in the last couple of weeks I've been doing a lot of reflecting on this year it's been a very busy very hectic very amazing year. so I've been reflecting a lot and just thinking okay so what do I want to do to better it next year
0: that's good that's really good Yeah, I like that. I agree with you. I'm not one who really likes to make it a formal resolution or anything like that. I used to do that, and I think my experience was kind of like a lot of people. You set the resolution, and you don't really go back to it, and then you feel like you kind of cheated yourself, and then you're in the the guilt and shame thing. like, oh, no, why am I Uh, going there? So, so yeah, I stay away from that. I, I try to make it more like instead of a New Year's resolution, if I need to make a change, I make a change now. I don't wait for New Year's. Sure.
1: You know uh, I agree because you, you, you can sometimes just like you say you feel that pressure of it being right. a new year you have to set a new resolution and then if you don't do it then you do feel all those guilt and shame and whatever and that's yeah. not a good way to start the year so I just kind of think about what do I want from this year what am I going to what's my objective so to say <laughs>
0: absolutely i agree in fact it's not a good way to start the day it's not a good way to start anything actually with that guilt and shame and all that yeah you don't want to no. but we do have something coming up in january that we've been hinting at here on the show for some time there's going to be yep we're putting on a summit and uh uh i i have already mentioned that the dates are likely to be january 18th and 19th that's Becoming more set in stone. So you can kind of put that on your calendars. We uh, will be offering tickets, uh, probably starting about two weeks before. Um, but, uh, not quite ready for that yet. We're still lining up all the speakers. Most of the speakers that we're reaching out to are saying yes, which is a wonderful thing. Um, many of them are going to be people that regular listeners of the podcast will recognize and will know. But um it's going to be a really cool thing, and Anne Marie volunteered to help out, so thank you, Anne Marie. I appreciate that. Oh, my action. pleasure. Yeah, yes. Yeah. It's it's now a team of two instead of a team of one. That helps. <laughs> I can't tell you how much oh, that. Is.
1: <laughs> it's a lot for you to do. Well, I mean, you've got. I've I've read the sort of the guest list in the lineup, and it it looks so good. I got really excited, like reading, thinking this is going to be epic. You It is.
0: <laughs> this thing is going to be very, very good. It's going to be a two day affair plus some workshops. And we're still working out what the workshops are going to be. Um, but the workshops are almost going to be better than the main event. The main event's going to be really hot. Like you said, the list of speakers, when you read it, it's like, whoa, this is a lineup. Um, yeah. but the workshops are going to be almost better. The, the workshops is going to, are going to be like an extra fee to get into the workshops. It won't be outrageous, but, um, the, the advantage to the workshops, if, if they're going to be like doing like a group coaching kind of thing in many cases, um, focused specifically on stuff that a select group of the speakers are expert at. So for instance, Daniel Mangana is going to be one of the speakers and he is going to do his, what is he called? Breaking through uh, money boundaries or something like that, money blocks. Yep. He's, he's going to do that as one of our workshops. So, if you've ever wanted to actually break through one of your money blocks and have help doing it, you're going to be able to get one-on-one attention from Daniel during the workshop. I mean, that's that's unusual. You don't get that, right? That's not part of the podcast.
1: And I've seen him do it, and it's incredible. It's incredible. Just yeah, Yeah. it's just like and think of a color, and what age are you, and think of a number, and he can like like that relates to this, this, and this, and you're like, whoa.
0: And all he's doing, yeah. he's kind of sneaking in behind your ego so he can do yeah. stuff to help free things up. It's just an amazing thing to watch. And apparently from what the reactions are of the people he helps, it's an amazing thing to experience too. Yeah. So that's going to be cool. And that's just one example. I'm hoping we're going to have maybe three, four, five different workshops for people afterward. That'll be part of the extra package. So it's, yeah, it's shaping up. It's looking good. Okay. I mean, we got a ways to go. There's good. There's a lot of work to be done left, but. I think it's going to be cool. It's a good way to start the year, right?
1: Isn't it just? Yeah. How exciting to have that to look forward to.
0: We're going to be calling it the Living Our Abundance Summit based on the, the new uh, variation on LOA that we came up with this past <laughs> fall, right? And I like the, I, l- I like the meaning of the words. I also like the idea behind it because really what we're trying to do is we're trying to encourage listeners, but also other people. It's going, we're going to be reaching a wider audience. Um, but we're we 're trying to encourage people to not just vibrate to abundance, not just change your thought patterns, but take some steps. I mean people may have noticed we have been bringing in speakers lately, guests here on the show who have taken practical steps to increase their own abundance with some interesting results with some really fascinating results people with huh, some of these people are amazing entrepreneurs so I'm hoping that they're going to be inspiring to people who attend the summit to take some steps of their own. Maybe, maybe there are people who have never actually tried to get something going, get an enterprise going or something, or maybe somebody who already has a business, but they haven't mm-hmm. figured out how to grow it. You know, how about taking the next steps? How about reaching that abundance level where you're not trying to live paycheck to paycheck anymore? Right. Yeah.
1: Making those actual changes. And again, great timing, being the beginning of the year and setting it's those intentions and things. So, yeah, it's going to be good.
0: And, and it's, this is going to be the first of many. I don't have the schedule worked out at all, but the intention is to do this one. This one's sort of oriented toward the money side of abundance. The next one coming a month or two later, I'm not sure exactly how long. That one's going to be on the relationship side, both um, personal relationships with uh, uh, significant others and spouses as well and, and attracting them as well as business relationships, as well as other family relationships, as well as, you know, just about anything that you can have a relationship with. Um, yeah. It's going to be part of that one. There's going to be a third one oriented around health and health issues, helping people particularly who are dealing with chronic conditions or maybe even terminal conditions uh, yeah. to whatever extent that we can, obviously, we're going to try to bring in some experts for those and there may even be one or two others in there that I haven't even dreamed up yet. <laughs> I mean, if anyone <laughs> has ideas, send them in. But I want to do this as a regular series because I figure, among other things, it makes it possible to help grow the audience because we want more and yeah. more people to find about, a, about LOA today. But it also, it, it, it's part of the goal that I've been talking about for a few years now. I've been wanting to find a way to reach a larger audience, not just for the podcast, but just to help people get to where they're trying to go. Who mm-hmm. people who have been exposed to the basic messages of, of the law of attraction, but haven't really succeeded in every way to create that abundant lifestyle that we really all want. Um, yeah. Because the fact is until you are abundant in all areas, it isn't really abundance yet. It's some abundance. <clears throat>
1: And that's it. And it's, it's what is your abundance? My abundance isn't necessarily materialistic thing. It's, it's that kind of relationship thing, which I, which just
0: mm-hmm.
1: makes my heart swell. Um, and so it's lovely that you're having a relationship once, but that's, that's like many relationships in health are the main three things mm-hmm. that most people want. There's usually something that they that people want to work with and you're giving them bite sized chunks with experts. Yes. To get that knowledge.
0: Well, you know, that's what I learned from doing the podcast. I've said this many times, particularly Mm. in the past year, I've been mentioning it over and over again, how I started doing the podcast so that I could learn how all this stuff works. And I've, I've discovered just how valuable that is to me. And I want more people to experience that. So I figure summits are a good way to do that because it's, it's almost like an intensive conference, but done online instead of in, in a conference building someplace.
1: But it's also dragging in all these people that you're getting to host in your summit, they've got their followers and then, then it's getting them involved and it's just massively building that network, isn't it?
0: It is. It's building a network. It's also about, I mean, most of our listeners, we have listeners around the world, but as with most such shows like this, they're mostly what you might call the first world countries, right? There's the United States, there's Canada, Australia, New Zealand, the UK, South Africa, And that's about it. But there are a lot more countries that either have English as a primary language or English as one of their leading languages that don't have the same level of economy that the first world countries have. And they need it too. Mm. But it's never set up for them. It's never aimed at them. It's never priced for them. I want to change that. I mean, there's no reason why we can't change that. No. And can you imagine what happens when people all over the world really start to create their own abundant lives on a massive scale and start spreading the word into their channels? That's yep. where it gets really exciting to me.
1: Because it just, again, we just sort of going back to what we said last week, but it's those ripples, isn't it? Mm-hmm. rippling out all around.
0: And, and Plus, I also was realizing when, when you put something like this together, um, I mean, you, you have to be charging money in order to make it work because there's so much work that goes into okay. it. But the persons who live who don't live in the first world countries are at a disadvantage because most of them can't afford the fees. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you and I are paying, you know, twenty five, fifty seventy five hundred bucks for something. Yeah, it's some money, but it's not going to kill you. There are some cultures where that's like half a year's wage. They yeah. just can't do that. That's not even a possibility. So the pricing for them is going to be aimed at, you know, what can they handle within what their economy and what their families are able to to generate? Because they need to be able to invest in themselves, but it's got to be affordable. It's got to be something they can handle. That's what I keep thinking over and over and over again.
1: (laughs) And have you thought about how you're going to promote it to those countries?
0: I have, yeah, and I, I've actually got it pretty well worked out. It's going to be pretty much the same thing that I'm doing for promoting this, but it's going to be a scaled-down version, Um and, and a lot of it's using paid advertising. But yeah. the paid advertising is cheaper in those countries. So you, you, it's it's just a scaling thing. You scale it to the level of where that particular country is. So yeah. if you're aiming, for instance, at people in India, Well, India, we, we, it's a known factor. We know that on average, their average per capita income is X. You know, so you scale it to whatever X is. Yeah. So if, if if the fee here is like, you know, one six hundredth of your annual income, well, then what's one six hundredth of the annual income in India? That's what the fee is. That's how you do it. Yeah. Now you don't make a lot of money doing that, but because your costs are going to be lower because you're, you're spending less on the advertising. Well, OK, so maybe you're not making, you know, your normal wage, but it's still worth it because you're helping so many people.
1: Yeah. And I think I agree with you. You do have to put a charge to these things. Because the a times I get free for stuff that I just don't open. Um, but if I pay for something, it's got that value to it. But
0: Among other things, if you don't pay for it, how often do you show up?
1: But exactly. if you pay for
0: it, you're there. You're, yeah. Your butt's in the seat. You're ready to go because you want to get your value out.
1: Exactly. But I love the fact that, you know, it's not about a lot of things, which is about making a profit. You are just right. doing it because this is a good message to get out. This is going to change oh. people's lives. I mean, look, it's it changed does. our lives in 10 years, hasn't it? Right? Mine in the last oh, yeah. Like, three.
0: Yeah, totally. It, it changes all of our lives. And I think yeah. I keep thinking to myself, there are so many people out there who are trying to change the world. And I'm realizing I don't want to change the world. First of all, the world is too big for me to change. And second of all, the, I'm not sure the world wants to change. No. You know? So so it's really not uh, a desirable outcome as far as I'm concerned. But what if I can help those people who do want to change? Yes. Now that becomes exciting to me because now I already know they want to change.
1: And also that's achievable.
0: Yes. Yes, it's very achievable. In fact, it's it's not only achievable, it's it's becoming in my mind what we talk about a lot here on the show. We talk about trying to make something certain in your mind, like you have total belief, total trust. Yeah, that's easy for me to believe in. I don't know about <laughs> you, but I believe me. you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> but that's something I can easily believe that can happen. I can mm-hmm. easily—that's not hard for me at all. Which means, of course, that I can actually manifest it.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, well, it's already on its way. That's right, yeah. Exactly. And the minute I, the minute I feel that trust or anything, yep. This is, this, this is what I feel. This is what's going to happen. Inevitably, it's going to happen, and I trust until it does.
0: And I, it, 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 it's a funny thing. I keep going back to the save the world thing, and I know I'm not going to be interested in saving the world, and yet there's an element of this that will actually help the world to make changes that people want to make in the world. Because yeah. even if you're only reaching one-tenth of 1% of the people in the world, one tenth of one percent—that's one one thousandth of seven billion people. That's seven million people. That's a lot of people. That's if those not seven too million funny. people go, if they go out and do stuff and you know, like stir things up and and start ma- making themselves examples that other people follow, yeah. all of a sudden you get these changes that we've been hoping about for generations.
1: Exactly. People are focusing on the positivity rather than the yeah. negativity. That's going to make a difference, ultimately. It but is seven million people. Come on, Walt. I've, you will change I've, the world.
0: Seven million? Heck, I'd settle for seventy thousand. Seven
1: million. <laughs> <laughs> We're going for seven million, though, right, Walt?
0: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I just—I'm not saying what the time frame is. That's all. But
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: seven million or more. I mean, that's really the the way to to uh, label any of this stuff anytime that you're gonna put some numbers down to put or more at the end mm. so seven million or yeah. more 7 million or more you know 170 million or more no limit more right so it'd be, yeah.
1: it'd, be inter- it'd be interesting to see what happens over the next few months because i think it's exciting that's your 10th anniversary next year yeah and to do something for that would be quite
0: incredible. That's the feeling that I have about it, precisely what you just labeled. Yes. Because just knowing that it's all coming together that way, the serendipity of that is perfect. But even beyond the serendipity of it, it's it's just like, it's like seeing one, 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 one on a clock. It just feels perfect. Yeah. It does. It's like, oh, it's all dovetailing just nicely. Yes. I like that. But do
1: you remember a few months ago, we were chatting and we both kind of, both of us felt it that 2022 is going to be a good year yes yes you know I felt that you felt that and Mm -hmm. especially after the last couple of years and we're going into the new year certainly in the UK with threats of lockdown new COVID variant Mm
0: -hmm. but
1: it's I'm still excited about this year or next year
0: me too. Uh, I remember when 2020 came around. Of course, we had at, at the beginning of the year, 2020, the pandemic hadn't hit yet. It was, it was already brewing, but it hadn't become major news. And I remember starting off the year saying, this is going to be an auspicious year. I remember saying, this is going to be a year where there's going to be some pretty massive changes going on. I had no idea what I was talking about. <laughs> I just had this feeling that something big was coming. Now, would I have picked COVID? Mm, probably not, but. Even so, it was auspicious. So yes, there was a lot of rough stuff mm. going on, but there was also some really positive, massive change going on. That oh, great. It, even now, people are just beginning to appreciate some of the good stuff that came out of it because there has been good stuff that, that's come out of it. First and foremost that comes to my mind is so many people, particularly here in the U.S., I imagine in the U.K. as well, other Western countries, are they, they, they ended up working at home for the first time. Yeah. And in the process of working they, at home, they said, "Oh, I like this. Okay. This is good. I don't want to get out of my jammies ever again. <laughs> 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 and it's changed the entire dynamic of the workplace. Yeah. Now that's a and change I, for the
1: I think it is as well. I mean, I'm still working from home. Um, mm-hmm. We're all working from home at the moment if we can, but um, I started to go back into the office sort of like one day a week and I got so much more done at home, but both I could go downstairs and put a wash on. Yeah. You know, go and put a wash on or I could go and do something. What, and then not interrupt my day, still no. get all my produ- productivity. I mean, there obviously are challenges where you don't get that, what they say, the water cooler chit chat where you learn stuff. True. But we'll adapt, we'll adapt. Um, and the new way of communicating. Like we said before, we're, we're all talking to people around the world that we've never met, but are good right. friends.
0: Right, exactly. Yeah? exactly.
1: Thank I you. love
0: what you said, too, how you actually are more productive at home than you were mm. in the office, which is the diametric opposite of what the traditional belief system was. Oh, you let people work at home, nothing will ever get done. Yeah, well, not so much. <laughs> the way the fear had in mind. Uh, sorry, guys. Good luck with the next one um that was yeah that was a big change for the better
1: absolutely i mean don't get me wrong i did struggle with a lot of this to start with Mm -hmm, um and certainly with homeschooling with the children but i think education wise certainly for my children i can't speak for everyone it needs to be in an education facility because Mm -hmm. they need that social interaction their social children and plus their maths i no longer understand um It's very different than 40 years ago when I was doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I look back on the pandemic and yes, it's been hard and I'm fortunate in the fact that I haven't lost anybody to it, but I also Mm -hmm. haven't seen my mother for a couple of years because she's in a care home. Ah. And if I, if I make arrangements to see her, then it gets closed down because there's a case of COVID or whatever. So it's, I've had my challenges with that.
0: Sure. Yeah.
1: But I just looking back on what it has done for me. Mm. And my personal development has gone through the roof. I've been promoted at work this year. It's not held back. Thank you. It's not held me back.
0: That's a good thing. Yeah, mm. it doesn't hold you back unless you believe it's going to hold you back. Mm. That's one thing. That's another thing that we've learned. Uh, and I and you're right. I mean, you're not the only one to have made lots of friends online through the technology, through Zoom mm. and Streamyard and things like that. Because that's, well, I built the show there uh, through this technology. Yeah. That's been wonderful. Uh, but it's also been really, it's been a, a godsend in many ways to have all the technology available because that enables us to connect with each other even when we can't connect. Um yeah. Sometimes we have to remind ourselves and remind each other about it. L- Louise was talking recently about uh, somebody she hadn't, in, in the family, who she hadn't been able to, to connect with for a number of years. And I said, well, do a Zoom call. Oh, yeah. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, we should do Let's do that this yeah. week. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's a change. It's a, it's a shift in thought pattern. But once you make it, the world opens up again.
1: And that's it. It has. I feel it has opened up. It's kind of closed, mm-hmm. but opened. I mean, yeah. physical contact. Yeah, I, I'm a hugger. I do miss hugging people oh, yeah. that I love. Um But I'll take the next best thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been good. It's been really good. Another interesting thing that's been happening, and and I can't say that I've seen this on a large enough scale yet to say it's a pattern. So I'm kind of running it by you to see what what you think and whether you've experienced it. Here in the U.S., particularly over the last, let's see, we're at 2021, going on 2022. So I'll say the last 25 to 30 years or so, the political divide has gotten wider and wider and wider. And it's gotten very angry and raucous and so forth. And what I've noticed has happened and started to happen just in the last year or so is that people who are on opposite sides of the, of the divide are somehow finding a way to communicate with each other. It's painful at times. It's challenging at times. The fights still happen at times, but I'm just noticing that people are like, they they they're trying to find a way not really tiptoeing but they're trying to find a way how can we how can i position myself so i still hold true to whatever my beliefs are but i can have a conversation with you if your beliefs are different and i can't say i've seen this on a wide scale yet but i'm seeing it in small small numbers i'm just curious to know if you're seeing anything like that
1: i can see it with politics i can see that people are coming together a bit more. I mean, I know like my husband is a true conservative, but mm. at the moment doesn't agree with our Prime Minister and no. can see other <laughs> I can see other points of view where things have been handled, haven't been handled well. So I can see that, but then I can also see generational changes mm. um, where it's not so um open. And if you no longer believe in what's politically correct then mm you mm-hmm. you're not accepted and not necessarily a bad thing because not that you shouldn't be accepted but you know change needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Um and acceptance for everybody as they are. Um but I do feel that it's a bit sad that the communication barriers just seem to be going up. So I've mm-hmm. seen that, right. I think.
0: You see you're still seeing more uh, more of an increase in in the barriers rather than any kind of a decrease. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, then this may just be something I'm seeing very locally, but I'm encouraged by what I'm seeing. Let's leave it at well, that.
1: Yeah, I think I think it's a very much a UK thing as well because my husband works with other countries and they don't see that. They don't have that. I think it's just something mm-hmm. the UK is going. to, so maybe we'll see how that works out.
0: Well, the US has also had a very, very divided population, so we've been living with mm-hmm. that for quite some time. So, so we're on the same yeah page with that one, but. I'm, yeah, i yeah, maybe I'm just kind of reading tea leaves here, but I'm just seeing little signs of it, little just, uh, conversation I had with my sister yesterday. Um, and I won't go into the details of it, but there, there are certain things that we just don't agree on and they just didn't matter. They just didn't I, matter.
1: Yeah. I can see it from that aspect in the fact that I think people feel more united. Yeah. Because we've all been through covid we've all been through the lockdown and the pandemic there's nobody it's not affected yes so it's that's one thing now somebody has in common with somebody else and you can open those um communications and just even if it's just discussing things. but also it's brought to a lot of people what is important in my life Mm. is it money when you haven't seen your family for six months is money the Mm. most important thing And I think most people would say, actually, no, they've missed that, that contact with family. You know, so last year when we weren't allowed to be with all of our loved ones at Christmas time, that hurt, that hurt a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So I think it's changed people's priorities.
0: Yes, that's a good way to say it. Yes, I agree with that. Priorities have changed and for the better, I would say.
1: Yes. Because I I think it's brought
0: what what is important to mm -hmm. us. I know in my own experience, um, having gone through the Taya program this year, of course, one of the things you learn in Taya is how to appreciate that which you would not normally have appreciated. And speaking of that conversation I had with my sister, there are a number of things that we just don't agree on and that's okay. She was talking about not in great detail, but she was telling me about some of the things that she she's currently involved in, and it was stuff I would never get involved in and would not be interested in. But I, my question to her was, "How are you doing? Are you are you feeling good? Are you happy?" And she was saying, "Yeah, she was." And I said to myself, "That's all I really want to hear. I just want to know that she's feeling. <laughs> I don't, if she's doing, if she's into stuff I I I even disagree with, her, it doesn't matter. I don't care about that." As long mm. as she's happy, I, know, I don't even care what it is that, that she's focused on. If she's focused on feeling happy, she's going to get a better result anyway. doesn't matter what the particular route is. So no. I mean, there, there's an example of how my own development over the last year has helped me to get to a place where I can accept anything that she's willing to tell me about what's going on in her life. As long as she's happy, hey, that's all I want to hear. That's great. I love that. <laughs> she's struggling. Obviously, I'll try to help her if I can, but. She was volunteering. No, things are good. Things are really good. Like, all right, I like that. That's great.
1: I agree with that because there's things that I used to say at is like your best day, pre previous best day is now your normal. Right. And I was like, I don't think so, but it's true. And even just- if I've had a DTS day or I'm in a spin out, I can go to my journal at the end of the day and I could probably list you 10 things I'm grateful for that day. And because you're focusing on those grateful things, it's like, well, actually, was it really a bad day? You were just grumpy or whatever. But it's it just changes that whole thought process. And the fact that you're now seeing that with your sister and you can communicate Mm -hmm. clearer and just appreciate Mm for her. Go you, Walt.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, it also makes a whole lot less stressful, let me tell you.
1: Doesn't it just?
0: You know, I mean, so much easier, so much easier. The other thing that is is really easy about the whole thing is, like you said, when you go up one step like that, what the the old the the old good becomes the new norm. Yeah, that just makes life easier. I mean, that's what high vibration does, right? But when you when yeah. you make that step and and you and it's a permanent step, so that you now have a new high as your as your normal, it's just everything is easier. Everything.
1: Yeah. Cool. Because you don't sweat the small stuff anymore.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Luke's on. Hi, Luke.
0: Hey, Luke. There's a tie man right there. <laughs> I had him on about a week ago, a week or two ago. Yeah. So these are. These, I like what we're talking about here. These are the way. This is a new way of talking about going into the new year. Because in the past we would have talked about the stresses and the strains and. Um, you know, what are your resolutions and, uh, how do you deal with the fact that, uh, three weeks later you don't do your resolutions anymore? This is an entirely different conversation from what I've had in the past here on the show leading into the new year.
1: Mm. I'm liking it.
0: Look <laughs> this, 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 about easy. This is the easy version.
1: Yeah. Because, and it doesn't have to start like mine cause I've like, okay, I can't get my words out. I got my mental health sorted this year. I've got my mind healthy.
0: Huge. Um,
1: Yeah, huge. So this year is about getting my body healthy. And we've all had like Christmas food and a couple of roast dinners and it's it's excessive, but actually it don't have to wait till January the first.
0: Nope.
1: Nope. to, 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 To do it. I can just do little bits and take baby steps to make myself healthy going forward. And it doesn't have to be on this day, I'm doing this. And by the end of January, it's going to feel like a slog because it's just normalizing something, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And accepting it something.
0: Yeah. No, I agree with that. Those are two good words. In fact, uh, I've, like you, I, I've already found myself doing it, making the, the, the shifts before January comes along and I think a lot of it has to do with where my mind space is these days, where my vibration is, because I mean, what's the, what's the big bugaboo around the holidays? It's, it's sugar, you know, all the, yeah. the, the sweets, all the treats and so forth. I experienced this on Christmas day. On Christmas day, we were served. Oh, first of all, all the sweets came out at one point after the meal, right? <laughs> and like, no, I'm not going to have even a tenth of this. I took one. <laughs> Cheesecake, that was it. Just one piece of cheesecake. And I ate one bite off that cheesecake. I didn't even get to the to the bottom of it, just you know the cheese part. Took one bite of the cheese. And of course it's got, you know, far more sugar on it than you'd ever want to have, because that's the way these things are put together. I put it in my mouth, I swallowed it, it was delicious, and I got an immediate sugar rush. Oh really? And I said to myself, Whoa. And I didn't want to have any more sugar after that. And I stopped. Yeah. Now, there were no New Year's resolutions involved. This was just me being more aware of what's going on because I'm living at a higher vibrational level.
1: Yeah. And you're living in the now. You're not living in the future. or
0: and in the now, yeah.
1: Yeah. That's crazy because I got hypnotized at the beginning of lockdown to not eat sugar because mm. my coping mechanism was to go, woof, 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 chocolate, chocolate. I was just like <laughs> going a bit crazy. I am a bit of a sugar addict. I'm not going to lie. And... I haven't eaten sugar for so long and this Christmas, well, I had a bit of like your log, which is like a chocolate kind of roll cake thing. I've not beaten myself up about it and I'm just like, that's fine. I'm just going to have it. I'm going to enjoy it. feel sick. Don't want it again. But, but it's, whereas before I would have gone, woof, just eaten it all. And it was just like, "Yeah, yeah, I've had that. It was okay. It wasn't as great as I remember. I'll go back to not having my sugar. And having that control over your decisions. Yes. Is a very powerful and empowering thing to do. Very For somebody empower- who struggled with that.
0: Yeah, well, especially, especially. Mm. That. And the empowering part is the biggest part. Because when you've made that mind shift and you feel the empowerment, it's a it's a different feeling from what you had before. That's what makes it empowering.
1: Yeah. And that's what spurs you on to continue. It's motivating because that feels amazing. You're not focusing Mm -hmm. on, oh, I'm deprived. I really want sugar, but I'm not having it. And you're not guilting yourself and you're not punishing Mm -hmm. yourself. You're empowering yourself. So going into the new year with that empowerment and that positive view, it's like, actually, I don't want it. Go me. And if oh, I do God. do, yeah. And if I do do something where I'm like, Oh God, I really want that. But do you know what? I actually don't. I'm not going to have it. And then I'll just, I'll always go, well done, Anne-Marie. I'll always compliment myself because it's reinforcing a positive thing into my mind.
0: Very important. What you just described, of course, is appreciation exactly that's appreciated. but also
1: it's pride Mm -hmm. because i'm proud of myself for doing things like that when i think about where I used to be
0: (laughs) oh i gotta share something um those who are not in the tire community uh won't have seen this but if you're in the tire practice um david strickle posted something saying asking what 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 questions would you like to ask the stream essentially that's what it was and I instantly came up with the question, what's a higher vibration than appreciation? And the reason I asked that question is because they recently uh, had their, their little spiel where they talked about how appreciation is actually a higher vibration than love. So I'm curious, yes. okay, so what's higher than vibration? You know, is it an ever increasing amount? You know, how, how, how high is up?
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, well, the stream says there's no ceiling, prove it.
0: <laughs> but they also said that's the highest vibration. They said there yeah. is something higher than yeah. appreciation. I thought, oh, well, that's interesting.
1: Uh, yeah, because appreciation does brings a lot more than love brings an amazing feeling, but appreciation mm-hmm. has a lot more to it, doesn't it?
0: Well, the the point that they made also is that we mm-hmm. tend to put baggage, attach baggage to these other words. So love mm-hmm. often has baggage attached to it. Um, joy often has baggage attached to it. I mean, all the, but appreciation, gratitude has baggage attached to it. But appreciation somehow has gotten off scot free. I'm not quite sure how it did that. But, <laughs>
1: But yeah, if you're appreciating something, that's not a negative, is it? It's not a negative emotion. Really? So yeah. yeah, I can't. I can't see anything negative re- related to that.
0: Yeah, I can't either. So I, I, I think I buy their argument. Yeah, and I,
1: I feel. I mean, I can feel love, but then whenever I'm feeling that ooze, huge love feeling, I'm feeling that appreciation on top. So.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, they go together. I mean, yeah. uh, Abraham Hicks, for instance, they they put like six of these words at the top and appreciation and love are two of them i think the yeah. others are clarity and knowledge and what else is up there clarity and knowledge appreciation love not uh, happiness up there oh, i can't remember but there's like four but there's like six of them that are right at the top that are all the, the high vibration stuff and we and when, you, when you, you experience one you tend to experience all of them It's not like they're independent, you know. If if you have clarity, you know that you feel joy. There's another one. That's one of the the the, the top six. If you if you experience clarity, you feel the joy that goes along with it, and then you start to appreciate it, and now you have the knowledge that goes with it. You're getting all of it. It's it's just it's all coming in at the same time. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: How nice to live near the top of the scale.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But it really is, and it's nice to end the year feeling that.
0: Yeah. That's a, that's definitely a relatively new experience. I can remember years yeah. where well, the whole year I was down, and then at the end of the year I felt like I was a failure. <sighs> not a good place to be in. Very different. No. You come through and a, a- year like this, and you're feeling great at the end of the year. That's a nice feeling.
1: But if you're not feeling great about yourself at the end of the year, and you have all this expectation that January the 1st is going to be something amazing and something different, it's just a Sunday. Mm it's it's not a magic day it's just a number it's just a day it's you that makes a difference so if you're if you're having the expectations that new year's going to bring something amazing when you're not feeling that it's not going to happen which is
0: probably why the uh the resolutions fall through the cracks so quickly
1: Mm.
0: right Mm.
1: yeah because
0: we know that vibrationally if you're if you're not feeling it you're not going to stay there and you're not going to go back to it, and you're not going to get the experience of it. Yeah. And So you're going to feel like you, you, you didn't get what you wanted. And that is a very sad tune.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is. But we're not doing that this year.
0: <laughs> well, well, the point is, we've been doing all this work on ourselves, and we don't experience that. <laughs> it's a yeah. experience. And that's the beauty of it. Now, the trick, of course, the real trick, is to find ways to appreciate it anyway. That's the tie of knowledge. Find ways to appreciate even the stuff that we don't normally appreciate. Mm. Well, whenever I'm trying to appreciate something, I don't know what you you can you can tell me what your methods are, but when I'm trying to appreciate something that doesn't seem like it has anything really warm and fuzzy about it, I start with, well, at least it's not this. At least it's not that. You know, so in the case of, well, At least I'm not depressed anymore. At least I'm feeling good again. So so I can appreciate that. I can appreciate that this place I was in before, I'm no longer there. That's like a starting point for appreciating. And then the the next thing I go to is, okay, so what did it teach me? What did I learn from it? And I learned a lot, actually.
1: Yeah. Do you still journal?
0: Right now, I'm limiting that to when I need to work through something. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm using it as one of the tools that you go d t s down the spiral and you wanna climb back up um and I haven't even had to do that i I thought about it over the weekend, like geez, I should do it more more often, but the more I thought about it, the more I realized I haven't really stayed down the spiral very long. you know the next yeah. time if if I get down there and I really can't find a way up and the three step method that they teach us didn't doesn't help me, then maybe I'll do it the journaling again, mm-hmm. but I haven't needed it,
1: yeah. Because I find if I journal before I go to bed and I put the things that I appreciate, I just have a better night's sleep and I wake up in a more positive mood. So I find that really helps me. But okay. if, if for example, I am struggling with something or I'm, I'm feeling a bit DDS, okay. then I, it will literally be anything. I'll be like, oh, I appreciate the colour of my computer. Oh, mm. do you know what? I really like that ornament there. I'm so lucky to be living in this house. Mm -hmm. i'm so lucky to have such a wonderful husband i'm so lucky Mm -hmm. to have their children. and it just even if it's like i really like that pink pen it doesn't matter what it is even if it's something little i will start to find things just look around me go appreciate that i'm really glad i've got that actually that makes me happy looking at that i've got this little fella here he's my little buddha I can't oh. not be happy I can't not be happy with him
0: <laughs> I just look at him
1: and he make, and I rub his head so this <laughs> thing I, I feel is charged full of positivity so I'll just break his head you know just little things that make me feel better
0: and, and that starts for you with the journaling
1: and with journaling I get bowled over when I write what I appreciate in my journal hmm. because it makes me realize that i've appreciate it downside like more than I go, give myself credit to it for and actually some I might have said like I say I might think I've had a bad day but then I'll go through what I actually do appreciate oh, about yeah. that day and I realize it wasn't that bad was it it really that was quite cool. a good day
0: that is a good use for journaling um it, I mean I I do the same thing I, I accomplish it differently I don't do it with journaling but journaling I can see it's a great way to do it because you're basically having a conversation with yourself when you do that <laughs>
1: And I don't have to be writing it down. I can ju- almost journal in my head.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah. So I'm asking my questions in my head. So I still call that journaling when I'm okay. just talking through. And journaling when you're questioning doesn't have to be around why you're DTS. It's like, well, I'm UTS. Why am I UTS? What is it about today? You know, yes. why? Why am I? And then, you know, also exploring that a good feeling and building that as well as that DTS moments. And that's just that's just me. That's just the way I like to be with journaling. And I know it's it's not everybody's cup of tea, but that's just how I use it. And that's what I do when I'm feeling when I'm struggling with things.
0: But it makes total sense. That's 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 your method. You you, you (laughs) think about that as journaling. I actually don't think about that as journaling, but I'm doing the same thing. So the main thing is the thinking of it as journaling, I'm guessing helps you to do it. Yeah, that's good. That's a great thing. Yeah. I mean, with, with me and Louise, most often we do it with each other. And if we need to, well, that's not entirely true. I often do it by myself uh, during the day. Sometimes I do it as part of my mirror work. Um, but often like, you know, evenings after dinner or something like that, we'll, we'll just, we'll start doing a rampage. You know, here's what went well today. Yeah. And here's something else that went well. Yeah. And the, this other thing was yeah. good. And this other, th- and we'll just, you know, pile on top of each other. All the different things we can think of.
1: Yeah, we do that around the dinner table with the children. What was the best bit about your day-to-day? Ah, and then good. they'll say, oh, well, you know, we did this. And it's like, oh, tell me about that then. And why mm-hmm. is that so good? Just, again, opens those conversations around the dinner table, having the conversation. But it's lovely to hear them focus and then that sort of plant those little seeds of that positivity uh-huh. thinking.
0: Yeah, it's huge. I've also noticed that when when, when I make it a deliberate Focus to appreciate the, the times that I have the biggest challenge are when I'm not necessarily way down the spiral. I'm not up. I'm, I'm in that in between space where you've kind of taken your own internal temperature that day. And at that point in the day, you realize, Oh, I need to kind of bring myself up a little bit. And in those places, believe it or not, that's where I have the hardest time thinking about what it is that I appreciate. So, yeah, it's, it's it's an odd thing. But I, I guess what I'm re- recognizing is I just need to do it more often so that it's more habitual. So I'm mm-hmm. using those opportunities. I, I don't really do it as a journaling thing, but I use those opportunities to kind of stop and grab a mirror and say, and look at myself and say, you know, I love the way X is happening today. Or I'm really glad that Y happened. Or you know, Z is great today. And just kind of remind myself of it. Yeah. And when I do that, on a more regular basis, it, then it becomes easier each time that I fall down a little bit and I want to pull myself back up.
1: Yeah. And it does. It really does. I just appreciate everything. It could just be like, Oh, I really love my coffee maker. It's <laughs> <I laughs> my coffee. It's bonkers. And um, this is why my husband thinks I'm a tree hugging hippie now, but you know, it works. Hey, me, you know? <laughs> exactly. I appreciate the trees I can hug. Hey. <laughs>
0: Don't knock it till you've tried it. Have you tried hugging a tree lately? It's actually pretty good.
1: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I go to trees. If I walk around like a forest and my dad lives near a forest, oh, the energy, oh, coming off those things. Beautiful. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's true. Well, that's a hard thing for me this time of year because it's hard to get out when it's really cold to do my walks. I haven't Mm. actually been out the last three days now. Um, And my body is really screaming, get out there, get out there. (laughs) Of course, traveling around for the holidays didn't help a whole lot, but, um, it's, it's harder because this time of year, I don't quite get the same nature, um, dosage because everything yeah. is wintertime. You know, the, the, the trees are bare and, um, the, the flowers aren't there anymore. And, you know, it, it's a kind of a barren landscape by comparison. And mm. so it becomes more of a challenge to, to find the nature to appreciate. And I think that's where I'm thinking about when I was talking a moment ago about, you know, you're, you're a little bit down, and you're trying to pull your way up. When I'm, uh, uh, and among nature and nature is kind of dormant, it's harder to draw the energy. It's harder to, you know, suck that energy out of that tree to feel it. And that's where the deliberate intentional, I am going to feel appreciations really come to the fore. Because when I can do that, then all of a sudden I start to feel the nature. Even though it's all dormant, I can start to feel the energy. I can start to pull it out. So to me, that's the exercise. To me, the exercise is, okay, I've achieved a certain degree of appreciation. Can I take it to the next level? Can I take it to the level with the stuff that I'm not feeling it with so much? And constantly expanding that edge, to use Dan's term. How far out can I feel it? How far out can I experience it?
1: And do you know what, when you were saying that, I was thinking of Dan's money game and I was thinking, how can you make it a game then, Mock? You could just set an intention go work, going, I want to see one solitary flower.
0: Mm-hmm, sure.
1: You know, set that intention so that when you see it, then you get that lift and you'll get that connection with nature. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's the, you know, just playing with it, there's there's ways of doing it.
0: The other way that I try to do that is to to get that feeling when there isn't a whole lot of material to draw upon is I I try to reflect on something I've been referring to a number of times here on the show lately, that literally everything is vibrational. There is nothing Mm -hmm. in the universe that is not vibrational. Outer space is vibrational. Everything is vibrational. And the more that I can remind myself of that fact and then look upon whatever it is I'm looking upon and remind myself, that even though it seems dormant, there's energy there. There is vibration on there so that I'm looking for it. So that I'm actively seeking the vibration that I know is there. Then I start to find it. Just because I'm looking for it.
1: Yeah. That piece of concrete, that's vibrating.
0: That, that one takes a little extra work. I have to <laughs> really? That thing's vibrating? Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I can understand. But, yeah, I find it just blows my mind. When I think of space now, it's just, whereas it used to be this, like, dead space. Right. Literally, and now it's just when I visualize it, and it's so much more
0: Bible, exciting
1: for me. Different. Yeah,
0: Einstein knew that. Just, just feels alive. alive. I mean, he oh, he already oh. knew this stuff. You know how he knew? I'm not quite sure, but he
1: knew. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they say he was a genius. I think maybe he'd been psych- maybe been psychic too, but I'm not a hundred percent sure about that. But he certainly boy, had
1: his connection going, didn't he?
0: He really did. Yeah. <laughs> See what happens when you're a patent office in Switzerland? Oh, my God. The patent clerk just really (laughs) knew what he was doing. (laughs) So this is good, though. This is a reminder of it isn't just what happens at the end of the year. It isn't just preparing for the new year. It's what do you do day to day? Yeah. What do you do hour by hour? How do you live? the more that I remember to to live, to really live moment to moment, ironically, the more interesting and exciting the new year becomes.
1: (laughs) I mean, I'm hugely excited about next year and that is nice to feel because it feels like I can, can actually make those changes this year I feel like I've got this magic power that I can just do stuff now so that feels so exciting and rather than being oh this has been such a year you know it's changed my life and next year can't top this oh my god no next year we're taking it to the next level so Mm. that really helps me for next year is just knowing that I have that power to do that
0: and we had it all on but we're recognizing it exactly we're finally knowing, oh, yeah, I really do have that power.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it was already there, but I can feel it now.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm feeling, boy, that makes all the difference. Ooh. Doesn't it? Feel... Yeah.
1: And that's like when you sent me the list for the summit. I literally felt so excited reading it. I was like, I want to see that one. I want to see that one. I just was so excited in the way it was like all flowing. So I think it's going to be an interesting summit, well.
0: When, when I wrote that list out, which I shared with you, I was feeling it as I was writing it. Because at first yeah. I was thinking to myself, geez, do I have enough people here? Is this going to really have the impact that I want? And I start writing it out. And I said, oh, oh, this is actually going to be pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Are
1: you joking? I mean, just one of those would be impactful. One of those people. Mm-hmm. You've, you've got a whole little gift there for for New Year, haven't you? It's a it's, late Christmas it's... gift for everybody.
0: It, well, it is a gift for everybody. It, it's the gift that comes from having done a podcast for all these years and interviewed all these great people. Mm. And you start going through the list and you say, dang, that's a pretty good list. Yeah. Holy cow. Like I've, I've got like some really good contacts here. <laughs> Where did those come from? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Be interesting if you get some of your old presenters back on for your t- anniversary. I,
0: I've been thinking about that. Yeah. I've been thinking about that. Reaching out to well, actually, one of them is going to be part of the summit. Joel Elston has already signed yeah. up. Joel Elston's for anybody who's been wondering what Joel Elston is like, because you you weren't listening far enough back to know what it was like when he was on the show. You're going to get your chance, and he's going to tell some of his best stories. He's already agreed to do this. It's going to be really great. He's going to be a, he's going to be the last speaker on the last on the second day of the summit. It's going to be really cool. Yes. Um, but, yeah. I. I
1: I didn't watch with Joel, but I follow him on Facebook, and he's funny, and he's clever, and he's kind. Yes. So he will be. Yeah, he will be good to watch.
0: And so there's one example, but yeah, I've been thinking about reaching out to like Wendy Dillard and Tom Wells and Patty Framo and Linda Armstrong and Rita Giganti, and and, you know some of the many people who've been on in the past, and see how many of them we can get to come back. Yeah, just for a visit, just to see what happens. Yeah. It's going to be good.
1: <laughs> yeah, you on 2002,
0: 92. It's going to be good. Well, listeners, if you have any stories that you'd like to share about what's going, what you're anticipating for your 2022, please send them in. Um, probably the easiest way, just send me an email, or or reach out through Facebook. And we'd like to share them and hear what you're planning for the new year. But if it's anything even close to what we're planning, you're going to have a good new year, too, I can tell right yeah
1: so, absolutely we're looking forward to
0: get louis back next week he's uh still vacationing with his family in the austrian alps doing all the skiing and the snow stuff the photos have looked really good but we'll be That's welcoming stunning. him back next week so that'll be a good thing and it'll be a new year when we do our next show together how about that so i'll wish it to you in advance happy new year Anne
1: Marie. happy new year walt here's to our year
0: Absolutely. And thank you and Happy New Year upcoming to all of our listeners everywhere. We will see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody.